0: Well, hello there and thanks for tuning in to HC Conversations, a podcast where we have discussions around faith, life, politics, and more, how to navigate those things as a follower of Jesus. You'll also find audio from weekly messages at Hope Community. Thanks for joining us for today's podcast. Let's jump in. Hey everybody, welcome back to HC Conversations. we got another fun episode in store for today. It's going to be another kind of mixed bag, mishmash episode. That's right. Um, we just talk about a little bit of what's going on and um, uh, some things that are kind of funny, some things that are more serious. And uh, yeah, we're going to get right into it. So hey Paul. Hey Phil. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Yeah, I think, I think our audience needs to know that we are wearing matching shirts today. It's yes, extra special. It's mm-hmm. actually been a little while since we accidentally matched. It, ha- it has been. We used to do it all the time because we have a lot of the same shirts from being at, like... The same like, conferences. Yes. And
1: all that. Yes. So. so
0: did you do anything fun and exciting uh, this past week or over the weekend or anything?
1: Well, we had a socially distanced night of worship uh, the other day out in the parking lot. If you drive by the church and look at our parking lot, it looks like a giant, ginormous game of tic-tac-toe. A weird game of tic-tac-toe, uh, tic-tac-toe uh, yeah. Because X marks the spot. Right. Which, by the way, when your dad was leaving in his truck, he was trying to drive on the X's.
0: Wow. Yeah. It was he, really funny. My dad's just a big kid. <laughs> uh, yeah. We have no idea how long it's going to stay in the parking lot. <laughs> like, it'll wear away. It'll wear off eventually. It, it's like field marking paint, but mm-hmm. who knows? So. No, no, yeah. we were,
1: it was the first time that we were back together as a church since. March
0: you second week of March yeah. or something like that. Yeah, it was good. Uh, it was really, it was to be really good
1: to to be able to actually see people, yeah. even though we you know we were distanced. We were. Um, it was just a, a great night. It so was.
0: It was quite fun. So yeah.
1: So. Yeah. What's next?
0: What is next? Um, first of all, I want to tell you something about my week. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna plug this every chance I get because I'm a, I'm slightly obsessed. I watched Hamilton three times this week. Yeah. Paul just gave me the eye roll because he's already he's already heard me talk. I have. It's so good, okay? It was really good. If you haven't seen it yet, you should. But uh, that's all I have to say about that. And I have don't f-
1: don't because I don't have Disney Plus and I want to see it.
0: Well you can borrow my Disney Plus. I mean, hey, that's that's okay because it's free, right? It's free, <laughs> it's free for a year's horizon. I'm not paying for it and letting him borrow it because that would be, you know. But whatever. All right. Anyway, so we got a couple things um on the docket this morning. I don't even know where to begin with some of...
1: Well, we had talked about COVID-19. Oh, geez. Bringing that back up because, uh, well, uh,
0: cases are on the rise again. Cases are on the rise again. Um, and I guess with cases being on the rise again, there's just the uh, deniability on the rise again or the just a bill like to just a say la 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 la. it's not true. it's just a a big government
1: hoax and um, yeah Bill Gates and the administration is behind it although uh, just just think logically for a second if Fauci was behind this and he lied to us who appointed Fauci Trump appointed Fauci and so if Trump appointed Fauci to be behind this, then therefore Trump is behind it, and that means the Republicans are behind it. But nobody wants to say that and go there. Um, everybody just says the government I is behind it. Yeah, Mostly, you know, those like on the left are, are behind this. Theory,
0: right. And this and it just completely discounts, again, the idea. Like, this isn't an American thing. This has been a worldwide pandemic. Okay? Right. Like, <laughs> so it's like
1: again, we, we actually know people who live in other countries and follow them on social media.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like, they're. And being to hit see hard what, by this.
1: what's happening in their countries. So, this isn't just an American issue.
0: Now, the response, the way that we're responding in this country is a uniquely American it issue. Is because and it's the same, like, when anything comes up. Right. I, I just, I don't want to be too critical of Americans, but we just have this this thought of like we're the exception to every rule, <laughs> of like no, we don't have to do what other people did, and yeah, they had the virus, but we can beat it. <laughs> like, we're better than it. It's because we're real. Americans. Because we're Americans. We so we're so. we gonna arrogant. pull ourselves
1: up by our bootstraps, and uh, oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, but anyway, with that, um, so I watched. A, it was. It was a. I mean, it was not a sermon, because it wasn't like. A, preaching sermon but the message at uh north point community church this past weekend was an interview um that andy stanley did with a guy named Stuart hall um now Stuart hall is pretty well known like in the youth ministry world and so i've i've met him once i've, ta- I've heard him speak at multiple conferences and you have as well mm-hmm. at different conferences that we've gone to i've been impacted by like his work and stuff and um he early on in the pandemic in the state. So like late March, early April, he actually, uh, got coronavirus, got COVID-19, got re- like almost died. Like it was pretty much like, yeah, we don't think he's going to make it. I mean, suffered a massive heart attack, had a whole bunch of different infections. His body was shutting down, um, all because of, of COVID. And they did this interview, uh, with him to just kind of tell the story. And just highlighted again for, for me. And I wish people, I wish people would watch it. I shared it on my Facebook page, go and watch it. like, mm-hmm. This isn't, these aren't stats and numbers and it's not a ploy. Like these are real people right. like that are dying and are getting really, really sick. Um, it's just, it's, it's insane. And I guess honestly the selfishness of people, cause here's the thing, like the, the, the big pushback on something as simple as wearing a mask right now is freedom. My freedom, my freedom, my freedom, my freedom, my freedom. You can't tell me what to do. Right. Um, cause as an American, that's like, that's the highest ideal. Now, maybe fine if you're not a follower of Jesus. Life,
1: liberty, and the pursuit of happiness.
0: I know, which we're like, oh, yes, endowed by their cre Those are not Christian or biblical ideals whatsoever. No, they're whatsoever. fundamentally <laughs>
1: opposed to biblical ideals. <laughs> Jesus said, anyone wants life. to save
0: their life, will lose, lose it. it. Uh, Liberty, <laughs> Liberty. You,
1: you are not your own. You were bought at a you cost. You were bought at a
0: price. You are you God are a slave, slave
1: to God. Okay. In the pursuit
0: of happiness, have you looked at people in the Bible? Happiness is not the highest no. ideal. No.
1: Happy are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Happy yep. are those who mourn. We could go who on are with poor, the poor, <laughs>
0: who are hungry, who are thirsty. Yeah. It's like the the American dream is not really very Christian whatsoever. But we paint it with this Christian veneer. Uh, but anyway, so like there's just this. Idea again, like sure. If if you're if you don't claim to be a follower of Jesus, if you want to make your personal freedom your highest ideal, that's fine. But as a Christian, I don't think we don't have that right to do that. Um, it's like no, I care about other people first. And so mm-hmm. like that's what gets under my skin the most with the whole mask debate. It's like you can debate whether or not it's effective, although there's people who are scientists who say that it is and i know you'll be able to find that one that's like well this person said it's not but look at the overwhelming majority of the scientific community right like because you can always find the exception to the rule and do whatever you want to bend stuff to fit your narrative but like look at the overwhelming evidence the majority of scientists and doctors and everyone says okay no this is something that we should be doing but the argument is just like well i don't want to because it infringes on my freedom
1: And, and part of it's like well they don't do anything that's what people say. Well, masks don't do anything. Well, they don't keep you from getting sick, but they keep you from spreading it if you have it.
0: Yeah, I think if anybody went in for a medical procedure and their doctors and nurses came in not masked up or wearing gloves, you'd probably have a problem with that, right? Oh, yeah. But wait, wait, wait! wait. I thought you said they don't do anything. It's Anyway, but like the idea as a follower of Jesus and they kind of got they, they mentioned this just in passing in that interview is just like it's, it's part of loving your neighbor because maybe if you have a problem with it and you say it doesn't work, maybe it doesn't. And if you, don't, and, and if you do it and it doesn't actually work, it's no harm, no foul, right? right? It's like, okay, yeah. you were minorly inconvenienced. But if it does actually pre- like prevent the spread and it does potentially save lives and you say, no, I don't want to because of my freedom, like, oh, gosh, I, 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 I can't reconcile that with my faith. Again, because it's not about me and my rights and my freedoms and my privileges. It's, no, it's, uh, it's always other-focused. How do right. I love my neighbor? Um, even when it is inconvenient for me. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that was a really good interview. If you want to check that out. Um, and just, uh, just the faith of Stuart's wife through it. Uh, just to get to the point that says, God, we, we completely trust you. Uh, There was a line that they said, it's like, I'm not, my faith or my trust isn't in the outcome. It's in the God of the outcome. It's like, whatever happens, whether he lives or dies. And for a while they'd like, they'd made peace. Like he's going to die. They were planning a funeral. They were planning a funeral. Um, and, and, and like, just got to that place where like, God, we're fine with that. Like, we t- we trust you. And so, mm-hmm. and give that a listen. Yeah. so Yeah. Yeah. Um, it,
1: it, it, and I'd encourage you to listen to it as well. It's it's powerful. Um, I was bawling I know, I was <laughs> during <crying>. it because <laughs> I was thinking of my own family. Yeah. And And uh, yeah, it was it was just powerful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was like the first person that I kind of was vi- like, I don't know him, but I was kind of connected. Like, I know I know who this was, and I've been impacted by him. And it was like the f- it was early on. Again, it was like because this is someone who's kind of in my circle of, of my life that I've been impacted by that right. it became very real in, in that moment versus it's just something that I'm seeing on the news. Mm-hmm. So,
1: Yeah, speaking of things that we're seeing on the news, um, did you hear that Wayfair is oh, trafficking children?
0: All right, well, we're on to story number two for the day, people. Uh, yes. So uh, uh, I don't even know where to begin with this. Because there's, there's the broader picture of like, We need to stop buying into conspiracy theories. Um, (laughs) You know, Jesus, Scripture puts a very high uh, value on, like, being people of truth Mm -hmm. (laughs) and standing on on things that are true and and secure and being discerning in in the way that you live. And uh, when we spout off conspiracy theories, it is just not that whatsoever. Um, If you don't know what's going on, there is a new conspiracy theory that just popped up. Over the weekend, I mean, depending on when you're listening to this, but it's only a few days old and we're recording it, uh, that uh, Wayfair, like the online...
1: Hashtag WayfairGate.
0: Hasht- is that, is that, is that a the real hashtag, hashtag now? That's the twen- hashtag that's trending on Twitter. Um, Twending. <laughs> also, I can think the entire time is just the little jingle. Wayfair, we've got just what you need. <laughs> You know. <laughs> oh geez that's
1: so wrong in uh, like the context of oh, the conspiracy of the conspiracy yeah. theory but
0: so here's the, here's the conspiracy theory that popped up over the weekend that got started by a reddit user like
1: an uh, anonymous reddit user yeah
0: princess peach 1987 was the, is the reddit user that kind of got it started and of course princess peach will, does not want to reveal her real identity because you know I mean if you really believe in something I kind of think you should stake your name on it and just say hey but whatever um the 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 theory is that they, they got on and they were looking for some like storage cabinets and they found storage cabinets that were just way too expensive. Like they thought that they just cost way too much, like ten thousand dollars for the storage cabinet, um, and it had like a, a name, like like that sounded like a person. And so the theory then became, what it like maybe they're they're shipping children in these cabinets instead. So if you're looking to buy a child. You buy this cabinet, you know, on wafer. It looks like you're just buying a cabinet, but really you're buying a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, And it kind of starts as this idea of like. What if it's true? If this is true, it's horrible. Like not a shred of, of real evidence behind it or like any kind of investigation behind it, but like. If it's true, it's horrible. Of course, if it's true, it's horrible. But right. there's a lot of things that if it's true, it's horrible. Right. That doesn't mean it's true. And so th- some other people picked up on this, and they're scanning through the the Wayfair website. And it's like we found like these pillows or these shower curtains that are ninety nine dollars. But this other one that's almost exactly the same is nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. It must be so you can buy a child. And it's like to make that. It's like well, it couldn't just be you know like.
1: A glitch in the system. A glitch in
0: the system, like a code issue between $99 and add a couple of extra nines after it. But no, if this is child trafficking, it's horrible. It's like, yeah, of course it is. If it's child trafficking, it's horrible. But that doesn't mean that's what it is. And like down the line, if a whole bunch of like investigation is done and they find that out that that's true, then that, that's fine. It's great that it got stopped. But like we live in this time now that it's like the whole idea of um, innocent until proven guilty it's just like out the window because everything's in the in the court of public opinion now everything's social media everything's like I read about it on the internet so that's true yeah
1: you know the easiest way for any of the people buying into this to find out if this is real is to purchase one of those items and see if they ship you a child.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like if, if like all the people do a GoFundMe Princess yeah. Peach and then and then <laughs> and buy one and, and then, see if you then get free that it. child. Yeah, exactly. Uh, again, like if, if
1: you, you really care yes, about justice and about helping these these supposed children that are being trafficked by Wayfair then what cost are you willing to go to to save these kids? Most people are just like, yeah, I'll spout it off on the internet, but I'm not willing to put up money to buy one of yes. these ch- children.
0: Because one of the allures of conspiracy theory is so much about being in the know. Right. It's like, it's this secret. I have secret knowledge Right. Again, the rest of the world can't see.
1: Yeah. And that, that's nothing new. Um, no, no, that was like in biblical times yeah, as well. Uh, lots of Gnostic um, sex around the time of Jesus and after the time of Jesus. It was all about having the secret knowledge secret that was knowledge. actually what saved you.
0: Yes. And um, only a select few could have the secret knowledge. It's right. just, and and here's, here's the thing. We, we also live in a time where nobody trusts expert opinion on anything because mm-hmm. everything's just a big, pl- everything's a conspiracy theory. I think there's a lot of reasons for that. One, like sometimes, not always, but sometimes um, – mainstream media sources or whoever they don't always show you all the truth but that's more the exception to the rule than the rule itself so that plays into part of it another thing is we've been so shaped by uh media tv shows and movies like that's fiction but but we think like that's how the world really works like there's this massive conspiracy behind everything it's like dude like i know you watched that movie and it was a good movie or you're really into that tv series but that's not the real
1: world right
0: and so we've been we've been shaped by that, and then Christian fundamentalism has played a lot into this as well. This distrust of experts or scientists, um, where it's if you go back and listen to our episode on, on fundamentalism, it's like. That, that does go back a long way. Like Christian fundamentals, you can't trust any scientist whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You can't trust mainstream media whatsoever. Right. Like, because it's all, they're out to get you. And right. So like and
1: it's, it's led to the rise of anti-intellectualism. Yeah. Um, you know, people have said that we're headed back into a dark ages. And I th- or really think we are. Um, but not only like on the religious side, the where fundamentalists have led us, but also on the secular side, mm-hmm. secular fundamentalism, yep. which is a religion, is taking us that way. Post, yeah. This is where postmodernism has led us. Right, we're this we're is the world that we wanted and that we created. Where <laughs> we are
0: reaping the fruits of postmodernism. Where we don't have any what's truth?
1: absolute truth. Yeah, um, your truth is different than my truth, but what's true for you, that's good, yeah. fine. Um, and what's true for me, yeah, perfect.
0: And, and then, like you said, anti-intellectualism. So the people who would have quote what would be truth that like dedicate their lives to studying in certain areas we write them off right, it's right. like, well you can't trust them because it, you're it, in on it too it, yeah it becomes this circular kind of reasoning of well you know you can't trust uh, you know let's give an example of just you know like science right mm-hmm. whatever like science comes out and says hey you know we've done this study and, you know put it in a christian perspective it could be uh evolution or could be climate change could be whatever and we're like well no that's not true you can't trust scientists like you can't trust anybody it's the every man kind of thinking right. i can come to my own conclusions about something even though i have no experience or no education on this and my view can be just as informed i can be just as smart as the person that has like two phds and dedicated their entire life to this it's like
1: right ah,
0: like i don't i don't um, again like take a real life thing like you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't trust your life to someone like that. Like if you had to have some sort of like serious surgery and you have the guy who, who, who is a medical doctor and spent years doing this versus the guy who said, hey, man, they're wrong. I've read a ton of books and I've been watching YouTube videos. And let me tell you the right way to do it. Right. You wouldn't do that, no. but we do it with everything else.
1: Right. You know, people don't. I mean, we're seeing the, the undoing of the enlightenment thinking. Yeah. Where reason, reason and logic, and the scientific theory—I mean—we're seeing that go out the window, except when it comes to medical practice. People want like you're somebody's performing surgery on you, or somebody's giving you a dose of medicine. Yeah, <laughs> you better get that, that medicine right.
0: Well, this is this is this interesting um, kind of dividing line between what's in theory, where we we say we don't trust truth—you you got your own truth—you can't trust anybody—versus the reality of our everyday lives, mm-hmm. right? So you talk about when it comes to medicine and surgeries and stuff, it's like, no, we trust objective truth. We trust the doctors and stuff. When it comes to any of the technologies that we use, when it comes to the car that we get in, our phones, right. like all of these things, it's like I- in those instances, when it comes to how we actually live our lives, we believe in true things, like the way that mathematics works, the way that science works, all of this. Right. But when it comes to what we say we believe, we say, well, there's no such thing as truth and my theory's right and I don't need the experts. It's It really is this kind of, this disconnect or this hypocrisy really in what we say versus how we actually live.
1: Right. I mean, the Bible talks about that. Of, You know, this idea of, of belief and action is yeah. a new concept. Like in biblical times they were one and the same. Yeah, faith if wasn't something
0: you just thought about or right. believed in. Right.
1: If you believed in something, then you were automatically, you were going to act upon those yeah. beliefs. It wasn't separate.
0: Put your trust on it. You leaned the, like the weight of your life on it. Right. So anyway, but that, that, that highlights these ideas with these conspiracy theories. And so just like this picture of, okay, wayfair and, and child trafficking and, and, and sex trafficking like, and human trafficking. Like don't, don't hear us saying that that's not awful, that that happens. That completely exists. Like slavery is still an issue today. Human trafficking, child sex trafficking, like it happens all the time under people's noses. Like it is going on. But here's the thing. There are experts in this area. There are, org- like, tons of organizations that are dedicated to the eradication of um, human trafficking and, and these mm-hmm. kind of things. Like, I've, I pulled up one article that lists, like, if you want to, like, volunteer, give money to a place, there's 1, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. They list 20 different anti-human trafficking organizations, and I know there's more than that, right? And so if any one of those organizations had come out and said, hey, look, we, we've got a reason to believe that this is happening, then it's like, okay, well, let's investigate this and let's figure it out. Because, right. again, we're talking about the experts. We're talking about the people that have dedicated their lives to this. It's like we'll give it some credence then. But when Princess Peach 1987, who won't even reveal their own name, comes out and says, hey, y'all, this might be happening. Right. It's and like,
1: what <laughs> evidence that she has to base those ground those?" claims on
0: exactly and so whether it's with this or anything else man we got to be really really careful especially if you consider yourself a person of faith or follower of jesus with buying into the conspiracy theory stuff um we talked about we had an episode on conspiracy theory like when we first our first one yeah on because it was like all the covid conspiracies at the time and it's just like as, as a follower of jesus you can't on one hand be like spouting off conspiracy theories and then on the other hand say well hey, you should believe in the absolute historical evidence for the resurrection. <laughs> like, wait, 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 what? You can't right. do that. Oh, gosh. Um, can well, I, sh- should I read this thread of tweets? It's pretty long. Um, I don't know. Yeah, sure. Go okay, ahead. So, so At least was, some of them. Okay, I thought this was a really good just response um, to conspiracy theories by uh, a guy named Sky Jitani. and. uh Again, he's qualified, right? He's a pastor. He's very smart, uh, an author, all these different things. He says, Let's talk about conspiracy theories. Not any specific one, but their overall popularity right now, especially among Christians. First of all, conspiracy theories happen because our minds are hardwired to see patterns and reject randomness. We want to make a narrative out of the world. Where a series of cause and effect events creates a pattern of meaning. Our minds do not want to believe in random, chaotic, unrelated occurrences. Therefore, when no obvious cause is evident, we will invent one. This is the basis for most superstitions and a lot of religion. Um, Why did my crops fail? Because I didn't sacrifice enough to the gods. Why did that team win the game? Because the pitcher wore his lucky socks. We want a simple story to explain complicated events. Um, We want data points that fit into a discernible pattern so we can convince ourselves that the cosmos is governed by order and we know the order and that we can be safe. The alternative, a random, chaotic, unpredictable cosmos in which terrible things happen for no reason is just too unbearable to accept. Mm -hmm. The problem today, thanks to the internet, is that we're overwhelmed with news and information 24-7. There are so many data points thrown at us um, that it must be assimilated into a simple, coherent narrative in order to maintain our sense of order and control. More than any other generation, we're exposed to everything going on around the world all the time, but lack a meta-narrative to explain it all. I'm um, gonna we'll pause for a minute. This is especially like when you step away from, I would say, like the Christian faith. Like that meta narrative is actually what does allow you to kind of understand how all this is like okay, right. like fitting together. And honestly, right. as Christians have stepped away from that meta narrative and made it more about it's just about my personal salvation, well now I don't have anything to explain what's going on in the world, so I need a conspiracy theory to. Um, He goes on to say, this is when a conspiracy theory becomes attractive. It's how we cope with an information overload while maintaining the illusion of a predictable cosmos. People of all political and religious identities fall into this trap. For some, um, for example, some on the left want to explain every natural disaster with a single, simple narrative of anthropogenic global warming. Likewise, some on the right want to explain all of Trump's scandals as the work of deep state conspirac- conspirators. In both cases, there is resistance to the possibility of multiple complicated explanations. The need for simple explanations eliminates both and thinking in favor of either or conspiracies. Such thinking cannot accept... Uh, a world in which well I get this is what you can tell when he wrote this he said in which Russia aided the Trump campaign and some FBI agents openly despised Trump both of those were true at the same time uh, likewise it resists that global warming is happening and a particular wildfire was not the direct result of it nuance never makes for a compelling narrative so why are conservative Christians in the US particularly susceptible to conspiracy theories because Perhaps because they have been primed to contrast crazy narratives from random data points over 50 years of end times nuttiness on <laughs> Christian TV, radio, and publishing. An entire eschatological industry emerged during the Cold War to teach Christians how to interpret the headlines to find secret a secret narrative that aligns with biblical prophecies. Thank you, Hal Lindsey. Yeah. They've been told that nothing is random and everything is more than it appears. This refusal to believe in complicated, sometimes meaningless occurrences means conservative Christians are less likely likely to accept nuanced, innocent explanations for consequential events. It's a short move from believing that the Antichrist did X to Obama did X, so Obama is the Antichrist. (laughs) How many times did we hear that during his presidency? Oh my goodness. Importantly, Jesus spoke directly to such thinking. He rebuked simple explanations for random events or making direct connections between a person's sinfulness or righteousness and their circumstances. Instead, Jesus presents a world imbued with more mystery and complexity than we can possibly comprehend. And rather than calling us to parse every event, to deduce its secrets, or construct a watertight narrative to explain all things past, present, and future, he invites us to put aside our ridiculous attempts at control, which are all rooted in fear, and instead trust the goodness of our Heavenly Father, who has proven his love for us. Surely he who did not spare his own son, but redeemed us from sin and death, can be trusted with our future. If Christians spend as much time contemplating contemplating the character of Christ as they do concocting conspiracy theories, both the world and the church would be a far better place. Wow. I will include that That was really long tweet thread. I in. didn't realize that was so long. I didn't either. I just kept scrolling and it didn't end, so sorry about that. But I'll include that in that was our good. Show, ni- show notes.
1: Um, really thoughtful and insightful. It's
0: like, ah, we could, not everything, again, not everything is a conspiracy theory, but we do have this need to like, I got to make sense of the world. I've got to make sense of the world. Right.
1: And as a culture, I mean, we've gotten rid of any kind of meta-narrative. Right. Um, Again, because
0: there's old institutions, meta-narratives, things like, you know, religions, we've declared that's bad. mm -hmm. And whenever you don't have that, people don't, again, have a way of making sense of the world. So it's anything goes. Right. Yeah. Christians have done the same thing because instead of embracing the entire story of God, the entire person of Christ, we've cherry picked which parts we like, especially in America where it's just this gospel of personal salvation. It's all about me and Jesus. And there is no bigger story than I'm a part of.
1: And there's no church history. We've gotten rid of, um, 2000 years of church history and tradition. And, uh, Decided to go our own way instead of
0: you can go your own swimming way.
1: swimming through tradition swimming. to reinterpret the text for our day. Yeah, um, yeah, we we want to make up our own meta narrative instead of trusting the work.
0: And we see the same thing there theologically with not trusting people who are um, experts. Oh you yeah, you know what I mean. Like we want to. Well, I read the Bible and this is what I think it said. It's like, but but have you read the context? Have you read church history? Like, do you understand? like theological experts that sit in this and like they have PhDs in Hebrew and Greek and, and biblical cultures. It's like, well, yeah, but I read the Bible and here's what it says.
1: <laughs> a good example. Um, Gosh,
0: no, it doesn't work like that.
1: Ken Ham and Answers in Genesis. <laughs> yeah, um, I'd take a claims, face value reading he of it. claims to be a an expert and he is not a biblical scholar at all. He's, he's I think he... I don't even think he's got a Ph.D. He's got a Master's, I think, in literature. Or no, not literature.
0: I think he was a high school science teacher
1: or something I like need that. to look that I don't up. Know. But, the but th- he's, the not he's not a biblical scholar. Not right. uh, he doesn't uh, pay attention to the historical narrative and cultural context of the Bible, but yet st- claims that he is right yeah. and that the scholars that spend their lives diving into this stuff and looking at other ancient texts outside the Bible to see how they understood the world, that they're wrong. They're
0: wrong. They have an agenda, right? Every kind of agenda. Um, and here's the thing. That's not to say, because some people hear that and they get really discouraged and think, well, I can't understand the Bible. Like you can, you can read it you know, in whatever language you speak. I'm assuming English, since you're listening to us. You can read it in English and understand the main concept. God created a world. It is a broken, fallen world. He loved it so much. He sent his son to redeem it, right? And, and to redeem us, right? You can understand that. And so you can read it for yourself and right. get some understanding, but like once you get to that point, you could you get to spend the rest of your life diving deeper and understanding more of the nuance and the beauty behind it. And that only happens when you dive into like, uh, you know, when you re- it's not just like I'm reading the Bible, but I've got like a, a, uh, you know, I can't even think of what I'm talking about right now. Like some sort of book beside me,
1: like a commentary. A commentary.
0: How could I not think of the word commentary, <laughs> right? I don't know what's wrong
1: with that. I mean me. one of the one of the greatest things of the Protestant Reformation was that the Bible was made available for all people to yeah. read. One of the worst things of the Protestant Reformation <laughs> was that the was Bible was made available for everybody to read.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean I think I think it was Augustine. Maybe there's a lot of quotes that are attributed to him that actually aren't from him but it said like that scripture is shallow enough for a child to swim in but Mm -hmm. deep enough that a grown man could drown right Right. there's this idea it's like yeah you can read it on the surface but the deeper that you go the more you understand the beauty behind it but again we we write that off as well we can't trust people who uh, i don't know have an education in this who've dedicated their lives to this um but instead i'm just going to take it at face value which then leads us to making the bible say things that it never said Right. which can lead to a lot of conspiracy theories. Cause I read about this prophecy in Isaiah and I see what's going on in Russia and boom, there it is. It's like, oop, there it is. <laughs> it's just, so, so
1: the takeaway, be careful, be careful. Be careful. I, I, uh, we, you know, we're commanded to be wise, to be discerning. Yes. Um, so please practice that. Um, don't buy into QAnon and their conspiracies. Um, do a little digging and see if any of the stuff has been debunked.
0: Yeah. Um, and again, then just hold things up against, if you're, if you're a follower of Jesus, you got to hold things up against scripture in the way of Jesus. Um, and like, okay, ask, does this really line up with who Jesus is in, in in the way that the world, the way the world works, the way his kingdom works and what, what scripture says about that. Um, and that takes a little bit of work and diving in to do
1: Mm -hmm. so. But anything that's worth working for is a good thing. Yeah.
0: I don't, I don't want a faith or a worldview that's easy because nothing that's easy is ever really worth it. Right. right? The, the things that are most valuable in your life were hard. Right. So. Yep. Yep.
1: All right. So. Final topic. Final topic. We've got a question uh, that a listener sent to us. And uh, the question is this. How would Jesus respond to Christians who say this? And I quote, I don't think Trump is a good person. He seems evil, but I must vote Republican because of their platform, end quote.
0: (laughs) How would Jesus respond or how would I? (laughs) Jesus, okay. (laughs) Well, first of all, (laughs) I think he would respond in a way that probably wasn't super direct because that's what he did. He would probably tell some sort of story or parable um, that would make... Even by asking that question of Jesus, people would be looking for him to take a side. Mm -hmm. And he would tell a story in such a way that would make it so he doesn't take anybody's side and makes it clear that, no, I'm on my own side, (laughs) that I'm not for either party because the kingdom of God isn't a democracy. It's a kingdom, and I'm the king. And, yeah, I think we've quoted um, before—oh, who was it? Uh Jesus didn't come to take sides, he came to take over.
1: Uh that was Dr. Tony Evans. Tony
0: Evans, that's right. Yeah. A- and so he would tell a story that would basically include that. Now right. we could parse that out a little bit and I, I guess talk about how we would maybe interpret that or, or how what that exactly looks like. I don't know.
1: Hmm. It it's a complicated issue because the New Testament was written at a time where Christians had no power.
0: Exactly, yeah, they didn't have a political voice.
1: <laughs> they were a minority, persecuted minority at that. Um,
0: and, and just how political it was to say that, okay, Jesus is Lord. Oh, yeah. Because you're, you're declaring your allegiance to him, and Caesar was the only king. Mm-hmm. And so, like, for a group that had absolutely no power yeah. to say, Caesar isn't Lord, Jesus is, whoo!
1: But then at the same time, Jesus, w- when he was asked, should we pay taxes? Jesus said, show me a coin whose picture's on it. Mm-hmm. And the person said, Caesar. And so he said, give to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. So there's this tension of, yes, being a good citizen, uh, following the government, but at the same time, your ultimate lordship is to Christ. Um, and I think the same thing applies in this situation where your ultimate Allegiance is to Christ no matter what party no matter what candidate. Yes um, Yes, you know follow the laws be a good citizen pay your taxes
0: Participate like we we actually live in a governmental system where citizens have a voice That's a strange thing throughout the course of human history. Mm-hmm. So participate, but right. there's no particular way in which you have to participate as far as party allegiance
1: right because Neither party is 100% correct There are things about, they're both platforms that are biblical. So it's just... Those are fighting words, Paul. So (laughs) what what biblical things do you think are most important?
0: Uh, That really is what it it comes down to. Right. Like what do you place the most emphasis on? And then it's like, how do you rank what's most important? Mm -hmm. Um, I think
1: at the end of the day, the biggest thing is how... And, and how I vote, how does the outcome help me love my neighbor as myself? Yes. And think of others as better than myself. Yes. Um, I think far too many uh, Christians vote with, okay, what's going to be good for Christians? What's going to protect my religious liberty instead of what's going to be the good for all those in this nation?
0: Right. Yeah. I'd say if you go back and listen to some of the episodes the past couple of weeks where we've talked, we've kind of dove into the area of politics and fundamentalism mm-hmm. and the religious right. I mean, that line of thinking overall is like, that was never a thing until like the, really the 70s into the 80s. Yeah. That if you're a Christian, you have to vote Republican because of that party platform. Um, and like Paul said, it's like, no, there's, there's things about both sides that embody biblical principles. And there's things about both that, absolutely are counter to the ways of the kingdom. Um, And and I think it's important to be vocal about all of it. Like, if you're a follower of Jesus, if whatever whatever side you agree with, right, if you're going to champion them when they do something that matches up with the kingdom of God, you better be just as loud criticizing your own side when Mm -hmm. they do something against the kingdom of God. And you better be just as loud celebrating the other side when they do something that lines up with the kingdom of god as loud as you are criticizing them when you do some when they do something that that doesn't right like that's what it means to walk in this tension right
1: Um, and at the end of the day jesus calls us to be unified there's so many new testament letters that the apostle paul wrote asking the followers to be unified not to be divided And i think that same message applies today so whether you're for trump or you're for biden or for another candidate kanye Kanye, you have more if you're a follower of Jesus, you have more in common with a you know Democratic supporter if you're on, you know, a Republican side than you do with somebody who is not a follower of Jesus in your own camp. I think
0: that is shocking to people to to say no 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 Because again we can't even comprehend that somebody who's a follower of Jesus would vote differently than me. Right. Um, but that's just like, no, wait, wait. There's something in me that wants to push back against mm-hmm. that. Um,
1: so let me say that again. If you're on the right and you're a follower of Jesus, you have more in common with somebody on the left who is also a follower of Jesus than you do with somebody else who's on the right and is not a follower of Jesus.
0: Yeah. You know, we, b- we both uh, listened through um, the book, Myth of a Christian Nation, um, and he talks about just like that kind of unit like that kind of crazy diversity, but unity within the disciples uh, between someone like you know matt like Levi Matthew the tax collector and um Simon the zealot Simon the zealot of just like, okay, Matthew the tax collector was someone who was like i mean I guess probably be like uh more on the left, like the liberal like with the government fighting for the enemy, and Simon the zealot is like you know, like liberty, like spy, murdering political people. You know what I mean? Like just the two polar opposites. One's working for Rome. One hates Rome. With Let's everything overthrow in the Roman government. Let's overthrow the Roman yeah. government. Yeah. Take back, you know, like take back Israel, like by brute force. And yet Jesus calls both of these men, come follow me. You're both my followers. And that doesn't, that doesn't mean that they're, political ideals probably went away, right? They didn't change the way that they thought, but there was something that superseded that. Right. Our allegiance is now to Jesus, not our political ideals. And they made it work. Yeah.
1: And if they can make it work, who are far more divided than what we we can ever imagine, we can make it work today.
0: So what would Jesus say to someone that says, I have to fully embrace... um,
1: the Republican platform, Republican basically. The Republican
0: platform, got to vote for Trump, even though I think he's a terrible person. Or you could flip that and make it the other way around, whatever parties. Like Paul said, he would say, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. In other words, whatever. You participate in the government, you give to Caesar what is Caesar's. Give a God, God what is God's. Give, you, give God your whole life. He would also say, so here's my response. Die to yourself. Pick up your cross. Follow me. Yep. Don't follow a political party. Follow me.
1: I think that's a great place to, to end today's discussion. Yeah. Um, think so? Yeah. Okay. Follow Jesus.
0: I think that's how we end almost every— Not quite, but a lot uh, of our episodes. this idea that, I mean, recent events and the, whatever is going on, and just my own time with Jesus and yours as well, and we're going on in our church and in the world, it's just like, it's so simple, but if we can just get back to that. Because mm-hmm. for so long, we've been following so many things that aren't Jesus— if we could just lay everything aside and say our right. allegiance is to him, there'd mm-hmm. <laughs> be a lot of issues that would go away. Yep. So do that.
1: So do that and share this podcast with other people. Subscribe and Subscribe. leave us a rating or review on iTunes. Yes, please. And we'll see you back here next week.
0: Yeah, you will. We will. Bye.